And joining us now is Thomas Lee. He's co-founder and head of research at FS Insights. Tom, welcome to the business briefing. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So, Tom, what are your thoughts on the Fed's recent signaling that we may have more hikes to come, perhaps even more than the market had anticipated? Um, I, I think the Fed is providing a message that is intuitive and understandable, you know, that the inflation is a somewhat mysterious phenomenon, and they're trying to deal with it in a way without triggering a recession or too much economic pain. And I think that while there's been progress, which is what's been very encouraging, it came out in their comments last week, uh, their job isn't finished. So I think it makes a lot of sense what they're saying. But uh, by contrast, you know, the bond market isn't necessarily believing their entire story because as you know, many of your other guests might have mentioned, if you look at Fed funds uh, for December of this year, the Fed has said the terminal rate, which they're going to hold for a while, could be 5.1% or higher. But right now, the bond market's saying it's only going to get to 4.8%. Is that disconnect something that you think is being priced into the equity markets sufficiently? Because the equity markets are reacting as if peak inflation has passed and the Fed is going to start cutting any day now. Uh, you know, I don't think that's true on the equity market. I think that there's, um, you know, it's in our conversations with clients, you know, I think that in general, the stock market's very skeptical of, uh, this, of, of rising equity prices. I mean, our clients think it makes no sense. I don't necessarily agree with that. And I think if, if you took the bond market at face value and look at where the 10 year is, which is at 3.6%, then PE multiples should be, you know, 20 times or higher. And the S&P would be, you know, significantly more valuable, especially on 2024 earnings. So I, I think the stock market doesn't actually reflect what the bond market's saying. And that's why whenever we get favorable inflation data, the bond market isn't reacting necessarily, right? Even last week, the bond market didn't react much, but the stock market is making these sort of jumps higher, uh, which means that they're gradually getting convinced. I, I I think if I talk to most people in the investment business, like, you know, if you say what's their central narrative, most people think inflation's a problem and they believe the Fed and therefore they don't think stocks should go up, but the stock market is rising. And I think the only people who actually kind of think it's rational are, are those who follow technicals because, of course, the technicals have dramatically improved in the equity market. And the second is, of course, people who think inflation's peaked. Um, that's a minority view. And then if you, and those folks actually sort of take the bond market at face value. I've heard the term rolling recession used by a lot of guests recently to describe our economic environment. Is that your view as well, that there are separate parts of the economy experiencing recession-like environments at, at different times and that we're just going to sort of continue in this sideways pattern until the rolling recession finishes its course? Uh, it's a great question. I don't really know what a rolling recession is. I mean, uh, I, I, I don't know if that's actually something I learned at Warden. Um, I mean, I would just say, you know, there's been Fed tightening and raising of interest rates, and that's hurt confidence. And so some business activity has slowed, and... Uh, 
higher cost of money has affected other areas, but I don't, I don't think, I'm not sure. I mean, you know, I mean, that's someone's convenient word, but I don't really have a view on that. Yeah, of course. Okay. So, you know, I really do want to get your view though on how you're advising investors to position themselves now, because we get such, you know, we get such a variety of opinions on our show. It's always worthwhile to elicit the opinion of our guests, especially those who are in the investing business like yourself. Yeah. Well, it's a good question. I mean, one thing, you know, your listeners have to be aware of is nobody knows the future. So, you know, when people speak about what could happen this year, it's really either probability-based views, which is our view, you know, based on evidence, or it can be based on someone's opinion, which I think is the way most people um, explain what they think markets will do. Um, So from our perspective, um, if we look at, uh, let's say, credit versus equity, so the high-yield market versus bonds, the move in the high-yield market today, which has rallied pretty sharply, like, in other words, cost of uh, borrowing has dropped for high-yield companies, that implies the S&P should be up 20% this year. And uh, there's market, what I call market internals. So another measure is like, how does the stock market do in the first five days? This year, the market was up 1.4%. It's only happened seven times since 1950. It's what we call the rule of first five days. And believe it or not, it's actually really predictive. Um, In the next 12 months, seven of seven times, the market's higher with an average gain of 29%. So market internals say that stocks should be gaining significantly this year. And then if, uh, if we look at uh, the inflation war, you know, and our clients know we've written how inflation, in our view, really hit a wall in October and it's fallen rapidly, but it's not convincing to the market nor the Fed because, you know, the, the risk of being wrong is so great. But if that view is correct at face value, um, then this looks a lot like 1982, which is that the stock market and the bond market are going to figure out uh, the, the, the pivot for the Fed before the Fed does, and therefore markets should rally. And in 82, you know, the stock market gained 40% in four months. I'm not saying that'll happen this time, but I, I would say it's supportive of stocks really doing far better than people expect. And I would say the proof's in the pudding. You know, the S&P's up, you know, 8% this year so far, just in the first six weeks. And as you know, most of your guests probably said the stock market would be flatter down, actually would be down in the first half. And, you know, if they had their clients sitting in cash or short the market, they've lost a fortune. Um, you know, 7% year to date is already two years worth of returns you earn from cash. So, I mean, sitting on cash has been quite costly for somebody. Um, and in fact, uh, so, so our take is, you know, it's, it sure looks like a bull market. What are you watching right now that you don't think enough people are talking about? Uh, well, wow, that's a great question. Um, I just think, in a way, investors have to stop thinking the Fed knows more than the bond market. And I guess what I mean by that is they sh- people should pay attention to the fact that the 10-year bond yields at 3.6%. And the two years at 4.45% because the two year is historically a good measure of where the bond market says monetary policy needs to target. And the Fed funds at 4.75%. 
So the two years telling us the Fed actually largely is going to be done with hikes, even if that's not what the Fed believes. And if you took that at face value, that's quite positive for equity. So equity should be closer to their uh, early 2022 levels. Um, and as you know, the stock market's already made a lot of progress. I mean, it's above its 200-day. It's recovered more than half of the losses, uh, et cetera. But I think that it would mean people, if you took the bond market face value, I guess you know people wouldn't be so skeptical of the equity rally. Thomas, where can we follow your work and learn more about what you do? Uh, well, I'd say the best place is to get find us at fsfranksaminsight.com. That's our website, and that's where they can find our services. Uh, they can follow us on Twitter, but we don't really post much content on Twitter, and that's at, F, that's at funstrat. Um, I guess that's the easiest way to find us. Great. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Thomas. Great. Thank you. And Thomas Lee is co-founder and head of research at FS Insight.